Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What is up, Packers Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I have a super fun episode for you today. I'm super excited about it. We are going to be going over Jordan Love and more specifically, The trade that brought Jordan Love to Green Bay made him a member of the Green Bay Packers. A much discussed, much bandied about trade in the annals of Packers history. The trade that sent Jordan Love to Green Bay. The trade that ultimately made Aaron Rodgers upset and go on a crusade against the Packers and Brian Gutekunst and eventually saw him come back and Jordan Love have to wait his turn. That eventually saw Aaron Rodgers traded to the New York Jets and now Jordan Love finally getting his opportunity as a starting quarterback in the NFL. None of this would have all come to fruition had that trade not initially taken place. And everyone knows the trade probably by this point, but I think it's really fun to look back at this point in time and look at, all right, what did that deal entail? What was Green Bay trying to accomplish? And what, you know, how, how did we ultimately look at that deal differently now, knowing that Jordan Love is now the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Now, we have still a huge, massive unknown, and that's Jordan Love, right? Even though he is now QB number one, and he is going to be the face of this franchise for this season and next season in all likelihood, we don't know what that means. It could mean that he is the Packers starting quarterback for the next decade and goes on to have an extremely successful NFL career. It could mean that he's the starting quarterback for the next two seasons. It doesn't go very well. And the whole entire thing was still, you know, ended up being a little bit of a bust, right? So it we still have that massive unknown, but knowing that he's the starting quarterback now and going back and looking at that trade and looking at what other things were available and those sort of things, I think it gives you a really interesting perspective on maybe why Brian did that deal and what it ultimately meant for the Packers going into this upcoming season. So just to look back at the actual trade itself, the Green Bay Packers traded pick 30 and pick 136 for pick 26. So they gave up pick 136 to move up four spots in the first round. Let's start with that in and of itself. That is a fantastic trade in value alone. Now, you can argue, did Green Bay need to move up to pick 26 you know, to get Jordan Love? 
That's a fair argument. Should they have taken another position? We'll talk about that more in just a moment. But if you're looking at it from a pure trade value standpoint, they gave a bottom of the fourth round draft choice to move up four slots in the first round, and that is worth it. And what I've said about that deal all along, and and I know people are saying like, well, maybe they could have just picked Jordan Love at pick 30. But if you really believe in a player the last thing that you are worried about is giving up pick 136 to go up and get him. Like if you didn't have the conviction to give up a late fourth round pick to move up to take the guy, you shouldn't be taking him at pick 30. Like that is the smallest possible thing to give up if you're going up to get your quarterback of the future. Like I said, if you don't think that that is a worthwhile trade to make, if you don't feel convicted in giving up pick 136, then you shouldn't even be considering him in the first place. So to go up and get your guy and give up a late fourth round pick that's basically a fifth rounder, that is of zero consequence whatsoever when you're trying to get your potential future starting quarterback of your franchise. So, But from a pure value standpoint, regardless of who you're moving up for, why you're moving up, a late fourth rounder plus pick 30 for pick 26 is good value for Brian Gutekinds. Now, the first big question here becomes, what were the Packers trying to accomplish when they moved up to pick 26 because there are some extremely differentiated or you know just different stories out there of what Green Bay was actually trying to accomplish and i wish i had an ultimate answer for you but i don't the first thing that people will argue is that the packers were trying to move up that I've seen out there is that the Packers were trying to move up and get Justin Jefferson. In fact, you will still hear people or see people tweet on Twitter to this day, the Packers could have had Justin Jefferson and they took Jordan Love instead. Now, was there a trade out there that maybe could have got Green Bay up further in the draft if they were willing to give up a first and a second or a first and a third to go get Justin Jefferson? Probably, maybe, we don't know. But moving up to pick 26 was never in an intention to get Justin Jefferson. And no, Justin Jefferson was not on the board or even remotely close to being on the board when the Packers were picking at pick 26 after they had moved up. So Justin Jefferson was not part of that ultimate equation. And no, on the surface, they could not have had Justin Jefferson instead of Jordan Love. Like I said, was there potentially a trade out there that if they would have given up even more and maybe be willing to trade a first and second round pick and, and maybe even more than that to move up however many spots they would have needed to from 30 to jump the Vikings to get Jefferson? Maybe some sort of trade existed out in the ether. We just don't know that. But there is no concrete evidence. There's nothing to show or nothing to say that Green Bay in somehow or in some way missed on Justin Jefferson. All right, so let's get that out of the equation first of all. But there are three different reports here that are slightly different that I do want to go over. All right. The first one is from Albert Breer. All right. Albert Breer reported that the Packers' intention was to move up from 30 for a wide receiver or offensive tackle. Four wide receivers went from 17 to 25. All the offensive tackles were long gone, at which point Green Bay pivoted to Jordan Love. That's per Albert Breer. Their intention was to move from 30, uh, from 30 up to get a wide receiver offensive tackle. Then all of the runs on the wide receivers and tackles went, and instead they pivoted to Jordan Love. That's the first report from Albert Breer, all right? There's another report from Ian Rappaport, and he, his tweet says, this draft is the ultimate what if. 
In 2020, Packers GM Brian Gutekinds targeted a wide receiver. He tried to trade up for LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson, only to see Minnesota take him. He watched the 49ers trade up for ASU wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, another target. Then Green Bay moved up to select Jordan Love. Now, I want to get the phrasing of this right here, and this is very important, all right? He watched the 49ers trade up for Brandon Ayuk and then moved up to select Jordan Love, all right? That's going to be important because we have one more report to go over. So he saw the 49ers trade up and get Brandon Ayuk, then traded up and got got Jordan Love. That is the situation according to Ian Rappaport. And then there is one more report per David Lombardi and one that makes its rounds around the internet every once in a while. Based on what I'm gathering, again, this is from David Lombardi, based on what I'm gathering through several chats, sounds that the 49ers were concerned about the Packers drafting Brandon Ayuk at number 26. Lynch and Shanahan spoke of intel that spurred San Francisco's trade up to 25, and that might have been it. Green Bay picked Jordan Love at 26. Ayuk was gone by then, of course. So that is an interesting differentiating view of things. So it seems that according to David Lombardi's report, that the Packers had already had an agreement made to move up to pick 26. And their intention was to draft, uh, at that point, Brandon Ayuk. And then the 49ers, who ended up trading up with Minnesota at pick 25, got intel that the Packers were going to select Ayuk at 26. And then therefore, they moved up to 25 and then selected Ayuk, which left the Packers at 26 and selecting Jordan Love. Now, that's the ultimate question that we simply don't, at least I simply don't know the answer for, all right? And that's where there was the question of, did Green Bay even trade up to 26 to get Jordan Love? Or did they have the pick to 26 already traded up for? The deal was agreed upon. They were going to get to pick 26 And then San Francisco swooped in at pick 25, traded with Minnesota, took Ayuk, and then Green Bay's like, oh crap, all the wide receivers are gone. All the offensive tackles are gone. We just, we have to take the best remaining player on our board. That would be a interesting alternate course. And I see this make its round every once in a while that the Packers were trading up for Brandon Ayuk and then he got taken right before and then the Packers selected Jordan Love as a secondary option after Ayuk had already been selected. So two very differing reports from Ian Rappaport and Albert Breer. It seems more of the they, you know, the Ayuk goes at 25, Jefferson goes earlier. Those were probably the two primary targets. And then once that's done, they pivot and trade up and get Jordan Love. Per David Lombardi, it's more they had already had the deal in place to go to 26 to get Brandon Ayuk. He goes at 25 and then Jordan Love is selected. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter all that much. They end up with Jordan Love at 26 one way or the other. It could explain why Green Bay didn't have a ton of time to have that full conversation with Aaron Rodgers ahead of time, because it's possible they weren't ever expecting Jordan Love to be there. And, or more importantly, they had a bunch of wide receivers and offensive tackles ahead of them on their board. Therefore, they didn't think it was going to be a realistic option that Jordan Love was actually going to be there. And then they'd move up to get Brandon Ayuk. He ends up going one pick before, and they ultimately have to select the best player on their board, which ends up being Jordan Love. For now, that will remain a bit of a quote-unquote beautiful mystery. And of course, the rest has been history. And Aaron Rodgers plays two MVP seasons. We've got the whole Aaron Rodgers drama. Jordan Love gets ready to be a starter. They trade Aaron Rodgers away to the Jets. And you all know the entire story.
So the first what if and what could have been is what if the 49ers hadn't moved up for Brandon Ayuk? By all accounts, Brandon Ayuk has looked like the star of minicamps OTAs offseason so far of the 49ers. Would he have affected those first couple Green Bay Packer teams over Jordan Love? Hard to say. It wouldn't have hurt, I would assume. Certainly would have helped, I think, a lot last year. But then did they go up and get Christian Watson? Like all of those things end up being like a crazy, like who the heck knows? Like everything takes a different trajectory at that point. But that's the first interesting what if is what happens if that doesn't happen? And do they end up with Brandon Ayuk instead? And then, or like, what if now, like Aaron Rodgers would have retired this offseason, maybe if the whole Jets thing doesn't come to fruition, now you're left without a quarterback. Yeah, you have Brandon Ayuk, that's great. But now you don't have a, like, everything takes a different path entirely. So who knows where this Packers team would have been had they gotten Jordan Love, or had they gotten Brandon Ayuk instead of Jordan Love. All right, so let's take a look at the next thing. So they move up from pick 30 to pick 26. So what other players were there at pick 26 that they could have gone with had it not been Jordan Love? Because another famous Packer fan take is that, oh, they missed out on Patrick Queen. They should have taken Patrick Queen. That should have been the move. They should have gone up from 30 to go up to get to 26 and then selected Patrick Queen who went at pick 28. All right, so Jordan Love goes at 26. Jordan Brooks, the linebacker, goes at 27. Patrick Queen goes at 28. And Isaiah Wilson goes at 29. So those are the four picks that were taken before pick 30 where they were originally sitting at. Well, we don't know Jordan Love. That's also a beautiful mystery. Isaiah Wilson, I can tell you, was a massive bust and is currently out of the league. So they could have gone in that direction. There were some uh, takes and articles out there pre-draft that the Packers uh, could take Isaiah Wilson. Like, Here's how crazy this is, right? If the Packers take Isaiah Wilson in that draft, I'm sure some people are upset because it's an offensive lineman or whatever, but nobody's even saying anything of like, oh, they ruined the whole draft by drafting Jordan Love. They would have been, it would have been, oh yeah, they got depth at the offensive tackle. That'll be your right tackle of the future, et cetera. Like it would have been totally fine and normal. The guy would have been out of the league in two years and would have been in a, the Packers would have been in a far worse situation than by moving up to get Jordan Love. Like that just is what it is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. 
Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. So let's take a look at the other two. Jordan Brooks, by the way, as much as people wanted Patrick Queen, every rumor ahead of the draft had the Packers liking Jordan Brooks ahead of Patrick Queen. So it's possible, in fact, maybe likely that they would have taken Brooks over Queen had that been the, the option there anyway. Jordan Brooks's three years in the league so far, I'm not, we're not going to go into great detail. This is not what this episode is about, but per PFF, remember 60 is average. 60 is like their average grade. Jordan Brooks, 50.0, 58.4, 52.8, three below average seasons as an inside linebacker in the NFL. So it's not like that would have helped them all that much. Patrick Queen, by the way, these were his three grades by PFF, 29.7, 43.5, and then last year, finally, a 69.7. So whether it was Jordan Brooks or Patrick Queen, you have one slightly above average season by those two combined over three years. So I would very much argue that they have not lost anything by not selecting Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, or Isaiah Wilson instead of Jordan Love in that specific scenario. We've already talked about the big wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk off the board. It sounds like Brian Gudikins was trying to target both of them, but that was not possible. So moving up to 26, you could make the strong argument if you're going to move up from 30 to 26, that the best player that they could have possibly selected in that point, at least is within the realm of possibility, would have been Jordan Love. If you had to ask me right now, if I could have Jordan Love, Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, or Isaiah Wilson, give me Jordan Love. And I would, I think you'd have a hard time debating that in any sort of different way. But what if they don't move up from pick 30 to pick 26? What if they just stay at pick 30? All right, let's take a look at the next 10 picks that were taken from pick 30 to pick 40. Noah Igbenohin, who was drafted by the Miami Dolphins, he's played a total of 602 snaps with a 52.2 grade being his best season. He's been a major bust for the Dolphins. The Packers could have selected Noah Igbenohin. Nobody would have made a big fuss that it, they, oh, they, they took a quarterback or whatever. It would have been fine. Nobody would have said all that much. He's been a major bust up until this point. Number 31, Jeff Gladney. Started off his career a little bit rough in Minnesota, was indicted for domestic abuse, got released by the Vikings, was found not guilty, and then unfortunately and sadly was in a car accident after getting picked back up by the Arizona Cardinals and died in that car accident. So obviously a tragic incident, and I'm not going to talk ill about the dead here, obviously, but was not having the career that people had expected prior to the car accident either and was out of the league for a while due to some off-field legal issues, which he was indicted for, or, uh, excuse me, found not guilty of. So that was Jeff Gladney at pick 31. Pick 32, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's been fine, but certainly has not lived up to expectations as a first-round running back and has been mostly unspectacular, and they won the Super Bowl last year with Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh-round running back, really being the primary running back and not Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 33, T. Higgins, we'll come back to that. 34, Michael Pittman Jr. He's been good. 
Would he have been the player that ultimately changed the Packers' fate? Tough to say. It's not like Pittman's had great quarterbacks in his time in Indianapolis. He's had a 62.8 grade, a 78.0 grade, and a 70.6 grade. That certainly would have helped things. I think you can make an argument that Michael Pittman Jr. over Jordan Love maybe would have helped Green Bay in those two seasons where they were in NFC championships, but tough to say overall. DeAndre Swift just was recently traded away, did not live up to expectations in Detroit. Xavier McKinney has been a good safety for the Giants, 70.0 grade, 75.4 and 61.2 in three seasons for the Giants. Kyle Duggar has played very well for the Patriots at safety, 64.1 grade, 69.7 and 78.4, more of a box safety. Would have been a bit uh, redundant to having Adrian Amos on the roster, but certainly a very good player. Yatur Grossmatos has been a major bust for the Pan- I think Panthers, if I remember correctly. 54.7 grade, 63.8, 51.2, done nothing in the league. Robert Hunt, a very nice but unspectacular guard for the Dolphins, 66.0, 67.4, 72.3. And Ross Blacklock, a player who a lot of people had wanted for the Packers at the end of round one, ends up going pick 40, has a 30.2 season, a 50.4 season, gets traded away to the Vikings, has a 46.4 season, has the 850 career snaps. So that's like that's it from pick 30 to 40. Michael Pittman Jr. might have been nice. And then there's the one we didn't talk about, T. Higgins. All right. 75.9, 83.4, 78.4. With the clear benefit of hindsight, yes, T. Higgins would have been a phenomenal pick for Green Bay at pick 30. You don't have to move up to pick Jordan Love. You get him at 30. You still get picked, what, 136 in the process as well. That would be awesome, right? Like that, you could make a serious argument. And yes, then we'd have to play out of like, what does Green Bay have at quarterback right now? And that could be an issue. But T Higgins was good enough where he in and of himself legitimately could have got Green Bay maybe over the top in a couple of those seasons where they were competing in the NFC Championship. I think if you're looking back with the pure benefit of hindsight, you would say, I will take my stab with T Higgins and see if we can win one of those two NFC championship games and maybe a Super Bowl rather than drafting Jordan Love. But there's no sure thing. There's no guarantee that Higgins is the guy that gets you over the stop, the, the top. And it's not like we're talking Justin Jefferson here, right? If Justin Jefferson had been available and they trade up and take Jordan Love and Jefferson sitting there, that would have felt totally different. Higgs, Higgins is a very good wide receiver, but he's been a very good wide receiver who's been better as a number two when Jamar Chase has been the number one. Now, Adams and Higgins together would have been fantastic. There's a lot of things you could have done there, right? But I don't think that also it's just this like league altering decision where Green Bay could have gone with Higgins and they just would have been this unstoppable force. He would have been a really, really nice player for them. But here's the other thing. We know how much Green Bay prioritizes high-end athletes, right? T. Higgins, a 4.13 RAS. It's in all likelihood, Higgins wasn't even on their radar or on their like high on their board in the first place. In fact, probably the highest player from picks 30 to 40 that they would have like had based on the athletic traits that they normally love, a 9.54 relative athletic score for Kyle Duggar. That would have probably been the player, like just like none of those other guys had high end RAS scores. And Michael Pittman, a much higher RAS score than T. Higgins. So if they would have went wide receiver, in all likelihood, they probably would have went with Michael Pittman, who is more their size, type, speed, et cetera, than T. Higgins is. And do I think Pittman would have been the guy to take them over the top? Again, he would have been a nice player for them. I'm not sure he would have been that guy. So the difference between Jordan Love and any of these other players, the only argument you can really make is Higgins. And I, like I said, I don't think he was probably high on their board based on his low athletic traits anyway. So it's probably not the guy they would have taken. And I would argue that Jordan Love over any of those other players taking 26 through 40 was is probably the better option to have on the roster right now. All right. 
That brings us to pick 136. What if they don't trade away pick 136 and they stay at 30, right? Bryce, Bryson Hopkins, the tight end, was the next pick, followed by Josiah Scott, the corner. Legarius Sneed, the corner for the Chiefs, Super Bowl winning corner. That would have been a nice pick there. Amik Robertson, Shaquille Quarterman, John Reed, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Ben Bredesen, DJ Dallas, Jack Driscoll. You're not missing anything with any of those guys. Then you have a really nice center in Tyler Biotish out of Wisconsin that was taken by the, the Cowboys at round pick, what, 146, 147, somewhere around there. So like Biotish and Legarius Sneed were two players on the board. Biotish was coming off an injury, not the like craziest athletic dude in the world, probably wasn't going to be on their board high anyway. Legereus Sneed might have been with a 9.45 RAS. It's possible that that's a direction they could have gone in. Jack Driscoll, the guard, 8.88 RAS, has been a rotational offensive lineman. He's been fine, nothing to write home about. They maybe could have got a nice player there, but not much on the board that would have been super earth-shattering either. Although, I mean, you could certainly make the argument that Legereus Sneed would have been a very nice corner for Green Bay. But again, who knows if they ultimately would have taken him. So with the pure, pure, pure benefit of hindsight, like you could have Jordan Love or you could have T. Higgins and Tyler Biotish. Like that would have been like the insane best case scenario. Now, again, I don't think Higgins or Biotish probably high on their boards anyway, but if we're just taking hindsight, like those would have been two really good picks that you could have made in difference. Now, like that would have changed things. With the benefit of hindsight, but using players that were actually probably on the Packers' radar, you could say Kyle Duggar and Legereus Sneed. That would have really helped the Packers' secondary. A, a better safety than Darnell Savage, a better corner, like than like he would have been a starting caliber corner, but then maybe they don't have Razul Douglas, maybe they don't draft Eric. Like, who knows, right? But that, that would have been nice in the secondary. At the end of the day, I'm not sure it's all that different. Like that it would have made all that much difference outside of maybe getting Higgins. And you now have Jordan Love, your future starting quarterback, who still is a incredible lottery ticket, who we don't know how much is going to pay off. And it could have gone the other way too. Ross Blacklock, like I said, was a much talked about pick for Green Bay. He was a complete and total bust. If he would have been the pick at pick 30 for the Packers, everyone would have been thrilled. Oh, you got Kenny Clark help. And like, this is going to be a really dynamic duo with Kenny Clark. And he would have been a complete and total bust. Same thing with Patrick Queen. Isaiah Wilson and Jeff Gladney were quickly out of the league. And like, we can look back and say, yeah, with the benefit of hindsight, maybe to Higgins. But if you go a slightly different direction, you have two guys that aren't even on the roster anymore. So I'll say one more time, they draft Ross Blacklock and maybe like a Bryson Hopkins at tight end with those two picks. And everyone's thrilled on draft day and it ends up being a total nightmare. And Hopkins might be fine. Like he just got traded. We'll see what happens there. But like, you'd much rather have Jordan Love than that scenario. So they took Higgins instead of Love. Maybe they have a ring. You could do that with almost every single draft pick at any given time. Like you could have this guy instead. It goes back to TJ Watt and every other, you know, Packer that could have been in every single draft pick. You can do that with every single draft pick. T. Higgins is not like a top five guy in the list of Packers that they missed on that were taken in like the next five picks after they drafted. Would Aaron Rodgers have had the ultra motivation that he did for the next two seasons winning back-to-back MVPs had they not selected Jordan Love? The Packers would not have had a successor at quarterback if they had not selected Jordan Love. And Rodgers could have retired this offseason. Remember, he went to the darkness retreat and was expected to retire until he got out and figured that Green Bay went in a different direction and then said, ah, screw it. I want to be a Jet. That could have happened. He could have retired and Green Bay would have been left with nothing at quarterback. And oh, by the way, Jordan Love, still could be a extremely good quarterback in this league. And it's still a beautiful mystery what he's ultimately going to become. So that has been a much talked about trade in Green Bay history. And should they have done it or what could have been? You make the argument T. Higgins would have maybe made the difference in a couple of those seasons. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Outside of that, 
I think the Jordan Love trade in quite practicality was probably the best thing that they could have done given the circumstances and who was selected ultimately before them, unless they had some trade that was available that we don't know about that would have allowed them to get up and draft Justin Jefferson, which of course, again, that goes with just the benefit of hindsight as well. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Paco. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.